Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We do not know much about the childhood of the Lord Jesus. As Luke closes out chapter 2, he gives a bridge from Jesus the infant to Jesus the man. This bridge is an account of the 12-year-old Jesus. Today on Drawing Near, we see that Jesus had awareness of his unique parentage as well as his work. So open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 2 as we explore my father's business. As we prepare our hearts for today's study, let's pray together. And Father, we thank you for this glimpse into the childhood of the Lord Jesus, your son. Oftentimes in the Gospels, you say that you're pleased with him or well-pleased. Father, we can't begin to imagine the kind of pleasure, the kind of harmony and fellowship you had with Jesus, your son. It's the kind of harmony that we desire to have with you through faith in Jesus. Work through your Holy Spirit, work through your word to guide our understanding and our growth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 2, verse 41 and following, we're going to read the whole story. So beginning in verse 41, Luke writes, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he became twelve, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it, but supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey. And they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. Then after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you are looking for me? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. As we begin to delve into this passage, there are some observations we need to make. First and foremost, this is a sweet story. It's wonderful to see the innocent child Jesus in his relationship with his parents. Seeking to grow and to become what he's supposed to be before the Heavenly Father while being in a relationship with these earthly parents. We also see this relationship between Son and his earthly parents played out in a way that we might expect from a lot of children in similar circumstances. But we have this overarching spiritual message that's being communicated about the Lord Jesus, and that's what we're going to focus on primarily. We're told in verse 41, his parents went up to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. This gives us insight into the devout nature of Mary and Joseph. 
It wasn't an easy journey, but every year they left Nazareth in the north of Israel and went south to the city of Jerusalem, and they observed the feast of the Passover. We're told that when he was 12, so they had done this 12 years together, when he was 12, they went up according to the custom of the feast. After they had fulfilled the full number of days there, they didn't leave early, they didn't shortchange the Lord or their worship. So after spending the full number of days, they were returning back to Nazareth, and they were moving in a caravan. They were with relatives and acquaintances. It was safer, and probably it was a lot more enjoyable. So there was this caravan going to and from. And so when they were on their way back to Nazareth, they assumed that Jesus was in the caravan, that he was with relatives or he was with acquaintances. They assumed that he was where he was supposed to be. He was not, at least from their point of view. They couldn't find him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they didn't find him, the only thing that they could do was turn around and go back to Jerusalem. All of this takes place about a full day's journey away from Jerusalem. So they traveled a full day. They were setting up for the evening to rest. When they couldn't find Jesus, they had to go back a full day and look for him. When they got to Jerusalem and they were looking for him, they could not find him for three days. Jerusalem wasn't a small town. There were thousands upon thousands of people who had traveled to Jerusalem particularly for the Feast of Passover. So the city was gorged with people, and it took three days. So they had gone one day traveling toward Nazareth, another day traveling back, and then it took three days to find him. So they were without their son for five days. Can you imagine their fear, their concern, their worry? Can you imagine all of the consoling that they had to do with one another? They couldn't find their son for three days. And then finally, we're told in verse 46, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. This is not typical. Jesus was not with the children running around and playing. Jesus was in the temple. Jesus was in the midst of the teachers. He was listening to what the teachers had to say, and he was asking them questions. Now, this is a 12-year-old boy. Twelve-year-olds don't often have deep interest in spiritual things or academic things. And this is exactly what Jesus was doing. He was engaged in an academic spiritual activity. He was asking questions, and he was listening to the teachers teach about God and about the Old Testament or the Torah. That's what he was doing. And he'd evidently been there more or less for five days. Not an hour, not five hours, not an afternoon, but the better part of five days. And those who were there, the teachers and those who were gathered around, who heard the Lord Jesus, were amazed at his understanding and his answers. The 12-year-old amazed the teachers. The 12-year-old amazed the multitude or the congregation around the teachers. This tells us a lot about Jesus. We've already learned he was growing in wisdom. He had insight. He's a unique child because he didn't go back with his parents when he was supposed to. In all likelihood, he was distracted. And now we find out why he is distracted. He's in the temple, curious, desiring to learn, 
asking questions, giving answers, amazing everyone. And then we're told in verse 48, when Mary and Joseph saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, notice Joseph doesn't, his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? Behold your father, your earthly father, and I have been anxiously looking for you. We've been worried. We've been looking for you. I dare say that what Mary told Jesus and how she responded to Jesus was a little more animated than what we see in verse 48. I believe what we see here is probably a paraphrase, probably something that has been adjusted over a a lifetime of thinking and remembering. Of course, Mary's probably recounting this to Luke sometime after the cross and after Jesus's resurrection and ascension. And so, as with all parents and children, memories are adjusted over time. Many times they become more fond or even humorous. And so that's what we have here. Why have you treated us this way? Verse 49 gives us insight. And Jesus said to them, why is it that you were looking for me? It may be that the 12-year-old didn't understand parental concern. (laughs) In all likelihood, all he's saying here is, you should have known where I was. You shouldn't have had to look for me. You should have been able to come straight to the place where I was. He asked, did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? The way another gospel puts it is, I had to be about my father's business. So Mary says, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And Jesus's response is, I am in my father's house. Joseph is not Jesus's father. He's his earthly parent, but God is Jesus's father. And the temple is the Father's house, and Jesus had to be in the Father's house. The most obvious thing to Jesus was, you didn't need to look for me at all. You should have been able to come directly here. You should have known where I was. Now, Jesus is not arguing, and he's not instructing his parents. He's just simply having a conversation between he and his parents. They were anxious. They were looking for him. And Jesus says, I was where I needed to be. But notice what it says afterwards. They did not understand the statement which he made to them. They didn't fully get the fact that Jesus was aware that God was his father and he had to be about his father's business. Maybe they had lost sight of Jesus's origin and his parentage. We don't know. In the everyday humdrum affairs of life, oftentimes we get a little distracted and we lose touch. I don't know what's going on here but they didn't understand what Jesus said. In verse 51, he went down with them. He got out of the temple. He went with his parents. They came to Nazareth, and we're told he continued in subjection to them. Luke makes a point of saying Jesus continued to submit to his parents. Even though God was his father, even though he had to be about his father's business, he continued to listen to his earthly parents. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. She treasured these things. She stored up these things. She valued these memories. And then finally, in verse 52, it says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature. He was growing in wisdom prior to this. He kept increasing more and more in wisdom. And in his physical growth, Jesus grew from a baby to a boy to a man. And he also grew in favor with God and men. People respected him. God was pleased with him. 
Jesus is unique in all of humanity. He is all God and all man, and he grew in favor with God and with men. Those who knew him favored him. What an amazing story. What an amazing insight. And we have parallels in our lives that help us to understand and make connection with this story, with Mary or Joseph, or even with the Lord Jesus. I'm thankful for this story. I'm thankful for its innocence, and yet its profound nature, and yet its profound look into the mind and the activity of the Lord Jesus. Father in heaven, thank you for this. And I pray, Father, that we would desire to be in your house and about your business like our Lord and Savior was. I pray, Father, that you would give us an appreciation for Jesus the man, Jesus the human being, as well as Jesus the child. I hope we can begin to appreciate somewhat the middle ground upon which Jesus stood between you and mankind. He needed to be submissive to you, and yet he needed to be submissive to his parents. We see that throughout his ministry, trying to stand in that gap between us and you. I thank you for his work and his effort in that, especially on the cross, where he perfectly bridges that gap between you and I. Father, help us to appreciate all that Jesus did and all that Jesus taught. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.